So we've been friends going on like eight years in August, right? Yeah. So eight years, eight years straight. You have acknowledged my birthday eight years <laughs> straight until yesterday. I knew you were going to say something about this. And the reason why I didn't send you a meaningless happy birthday text is I knew we'd be recording this and I could wish you a happy birthday live and for all the people to hear. Dude. You always do something slick, especially like when we were at Bluffton. I remember the very first year uh, was the year that you remember you fucking woke me up in bed and you shaved my leg. Yeah. <laughs> that year. And then the year after that, when I turned 20, you you waited until 1159 to tell me. You've always done you've always done some bullshit. I guess those are the only two years that like we lived in proximity to each other. Yeah. yeah, you've always done some you've always done some bullshit. Well this year I decided to skip it. So <laughs> Yeah, clearly. I was hurt, dude. I'm I, sorry. I, I low key was hurt. I'm sorry. But now we can see because there was so much expectation, clearly. You were waiting. And now I've lowered that expectation bar so that next year when I do something, you know, it'll be that much more special. No, it's a fair point. I just, uh, like, I care less and less. I was texting my mom about this last night. Uh, She was like, did you have a good birthday? What did you guys do? And I was like, honestly, we just went to dinner and I had the best day, like, it becomes less and less about like what I do and all the attention and shit like that. But like, as long as I get acknowledgement from my, you know, very close friends and it's like a genuine acknowledgement, like they care about my birthday and I can hang out with the majority of them. Like that's perfect. Like Brooke sent me, uh, two dozen like mini bunt cakes to the office. And like, what? Have you ever had a bunt cake? That's not a, that's not what I was expecting. I you said two dozen, and I'm thinking she got them flowers. That's a little bit weird. <laughs> no, bro, they're like they're like half a size of a cupcake, dude. They are so fire. How many and did you eat personally? Six. And Which what did is you do? Like, it's a lot. <laughs> and uh, but, dude, I like got those and I opened them up and I was like overwhelmed. Like I thought I was gonna cry. You're supposed to do that on Fat Tuesday, not Ash Wednesday. Yeah, well, dude, I wasn't. Ex- I was trying to, I was trying to chill. But dude, you put a bunt cake in front of my face, I will crush it. All right. So for all the fans, Chase had a birthday on Wednesday. Obviously, he loves bunt cakes. So if you're a better friend than I am, send him a bunt cake <laughs> as a little belated birthday gift. Chaz, what are we here for today? I think we have a couple of things in mind. I know we have a couple of things in mind. I don't know why I'm asking. Here's what we're doing today. We are talking about Hip Hop Evolution, which is a great show on Netflix. Uh, If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Hopefully, our little talk here will get you even more interested, but it really is something that you should watch if you are at all a fan of hip-hop rap music uh just does a phenomenal job of kind of breaking down the history of it all how things came to be uh there's great interview pieces from the actual artists people who knew the artists people who were in the scene you know club promoters all types of people um, in and around the music game uh very informative very entertaining can't recommend it highly enough so we're going to get into that a little bit and then we're also going to talk guilty pleasures and i'm curious to see kind of we we did share each other with each other our playlist but i'm curious to see kind of how they match up just because we didn't really talk about the criteria in the last couple times that we've done something like this we didn't 
actually discuss, you know, how we were going to frame this, but I'm sure it'll turn out uh, better than we could have hoped, even if we had planned it. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. Chaz, what do you want to talk about uh, regarding hip hop evolution? So really, um, I just kind of wanted to go over, I mean, it's super digestible. Like it's only four episodes. But what I really liked about it, like, obviously I like learning. Wait, about wait, 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 wait. Yeah. It's four episodes. I'm talking about season four specifically. Okay. Thank you. So season four specifically is only four episodes. And I had watched previously, but, you know, I, I always find, you know, the era of before I was alive, you know, learning about stuff like that. I think it's cool. But what yes. I really liked about season four was – all of this shit was when like I was growing up. So it's from, from the time I was like the earliest I could have been was like 12 or 13. So like really open it up into that impressionable age. And I remember, so it, it starts off with, I think it starts off with the, the, the 50 episode. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, well, either that or see, it's the last one. Yeah. See, that's the weird thing. They've got it laid out strangely and it does kind of throw you off because it does yeah. seem like the latest one is the newest one. But the, I think at least think the list I'm looking at, that is the last one. Okay. So it, it, it starts and Lil Wayne talking okay. about mixed. Gotcha. That makes sense then. So the yeah. first episode starts out and it's like, uh, talks about like the, not necessarily like crunk music, but like early early 2000s dance music so like juvenile master p uh trick daddy all those dudes so that was when i was probably like 11 12 years old and i remember like i love juvenile i don't people can make fun of him whatever um but i thought it was really sick because then it kind of it led into uh like three six mafia and all those dudes down south who were doing uh like screw music like bun b and underground kings like it, it gets into the screw music which is um, which is just a different, it's just a complete different sound and seeing where they grabbed all of their inspirations and stuff like that. And how I love how they, they like not necessarily foreshadow. I can't think of the word that I'm looking for, but how it's affected today's music. Like Travis oh, Scott yeah. pulls a ton of influence from like, well, obviously he's from Houston. So screw music is obviously going to influence him, but it's just crazy. Because like if you if you think about you know three six mafia, it doesn't sound exactly like Travis Scott or or Paul Wall doesn't sound exactly like Travis Scott, but it's a heavy influence when you really start to listen to it. And then it gets into like the super producers of our era, which highlights Kanye and how Kanye came up. And then it ends like right when I really really remember like vividly paying attention to hip-hop so um yeah like 50 it it talks about it didn't really talk about west coast because west coast wasn't really popping at that time it was really just down south and in the east coast and really at the time all east coast was was 50 at least from the episode so it was i love how it talked about how they came up with the word like trap music yeah that was really cool to see them get into that yeah absolutely and I know you're a huge TI fan and I I knew that I knew that you were going to love that but yeah I just remember cuz that was really the last um that was when they started doing all of the DJ stuff so like um uh DJ Drama and DJ Screw they were putting out all these mixtapes and shit like that and that's how these dudes popped and that, that's how these dudes got on and then they get one radio song and now it's just yeah it's like they've even gotten away from mixtapes. I know they started talking about mixtapes. Like, uh, that's kind of how Wayne got on too. And now it's just like SoundCloud and you know, somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody and you pop on YouTube or something like that. And things change. But dude, I remember the mixtape days of like, you would get on hot new hip hop every day or you would get on Dat Piff and like try and download the hottest shit. Like I was saying last episode, you roll up to school downloading like listening <laughs> to the newest shit. But that was all based off of mixtapes. And you had like you were saying, the shit that's cut with DJ names, 
uh, like DJ drama cuts in in the middle of mixtapes and, and and stuff like that. DJ yeah. Cannon, like I do not, I could watch those four episodes over and over and over again. I know I just rambled, but I'll kick it over to you. A little bit. Let's bring it. Let's reel it back in. Let's go back yeah. to the top. Yeah. As you were saying, it started off with the new dance music and kind of that transition. Turn your fucking phone off. Turn your fucking phone off. That's my uh, notification, <laughs> but I don't know how to turn the fucking shit off of my... I don't know how to turn... Because I'm listening to you through my laptop. Yeah. And I have a Mac, so I get text message updated. Uh, I'll figure out how to shut it off. That's all right. I'm just fucking with you. Anyway, it starts to talk about how guys were making music for the clubs and seeing an extreme amount of hype come from that. Like people were going nuts in the club. And then, as you mentioned, it transitions into 3-6 Mafia, who I love. Actually, fun fact, the first album that I ever owned is 3-6 Mafia's Most Known Unknowns. I remember distinctly being in Florida visiting my grandmother on spring break and I was like mom I have got to get this album and I don't know why she let me get she must have not known what it was oh my god I had no business going into Target and getting the new 3-6 Mafia but yeah that was my first ever album a transition as you mentioned uh, talking about DJ Screw and that Southern sound, that Houston sound. Uh, they talked to Paul music. Wall, which is always cool. And then, yeah, they get into crunk music with Lil John. Um, I think we all, let's see, we are two years apart. So I graduated high school in 2011. You graduated in 2013. 12. We're two years. No. You'll be twenty. You'll be twenty-seven this year, right? You'll be twenty-seven in August. Yeah, but what year did you graduate? Twenty twelve. What? Yeah, bro. You were a sophomore when I was a freshman in college. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Man. Anyway. <laughs> Some <laughs> friend. Anyway, yeah, I guess you so. You fucking know a guy. I guess. Well, I mean, you never. Come visit, so I don't know what All right, is. bro. Okay. We're getting a little petty here. You're getting petty. <laughs> you anyway, I think, I think it's safe to say that everybody in our era has a story of a middle school or high school dance where Lil John was just blasting out of the stereo. Oh, yeah. So... That obviously was pretty cool to see them portray. You mentioned it at the beginning of your spiel. All the previous seasons have really touched on things that were going on before we were alive, or at least you know conscious of music and what was going on. And finally here in season four, we're getting to things that I vividly remember, like you're saying. Because next we're talking about Pharrell, and the Neptunes, we're talking about Timbaland, we're talking about Kanye West, Jay Dilla, who more mm. of an underground guy and not somebody that I really knew about until college. Yeah. But you you look back now and you hear current artists talk, these are the guys that they really looked up to and kind of molded their style after, you know? Yeah. The final episode, Street Dreams, talks about those mixtapes and 50 and T.I. and Lil Wayne and how they were able to collaborate with these DJs. And you said it, instead of going and getting a single on the radio and you pop off of that, you kind of take the opposite angle. And first, you're basically selling mixtapes out of the trunk by collaborating with these DJs who... It was very interesting to me to see just how that whole side of things came to be, right? You've got these DJs, these producers that might make the beats or, you know, they they don't rap themselves. So it's hard to get a whole lot of people really very interested in that type of music, at least at first, until you build that name uh, and just have that reputation of making hit songs, regardless of words or not. So you have these rappers who are 
at the same time making their name and just starting out and learning how to do this on their own. So it created just a flurry of brand new music that really nobody had had really seen before just because of yeah. the the ease with which they could make this music and really distribute it through the internet now was starting to become more and more of a thing and file sharing and we've talked about LimeWire before but now you're getting the blogs you mentioned that piff hot new hip-hop oh my god um it was just like you know every day there was something coming out and it wasn't scheduled releases like we have now like every friday there's new music Mm -hmm. any any day is something could drop drop and and just change your life so it was really as you mentioned just very very cool to see uh things that my first sort of memories of music and actually following the artists that i had not discovered but you know yeah it was just nostalgic over over everything really yeah like and it was also crazy just to hear some of the things of like now it's you know people just do it for fun like on the side and you know they they make a viral fucking song and then all of a sudden they they blow but like it was crazy how you know ti ti story especially like how he was the one who kind of created uh like trap like original trap shit not like trap shit now and he was just talking about how like that's all he did like he got tired of he didn't necessarily want to sell drugs anymore so like he wanted to start rapping so and then he was doing both so he was just rapping about shit he was doing and it was just crazy like hearing him talk about coming up with coming up with the song 24s like he was literally in the barbershop and one of the djs was in there and they would just play them their beat tapes and they'd play one beat and he had the 24s beat and he was literally sitting there getting his haircut, came up with the hook, wrote it down and then finished the song when he got out of the chair. Like I just thought that was super interesting. And that probably happens more often than we know, like in all of music, but sure. I think it's cool to, that they, they chose to highlight certain things like that. Yeah, and I, I thought it was great that they were able to go and talk to these guys, right? So right. they were face-to-face with T.I., with Lil John, um, getting their side of the story and the behind-the-scenes look that you don't get. You know, you hear the music, but you don't know those those tidbits, like you're saying. That is just so cool to me. And, I, man, I, I really I can't, I can't recommend this show enough if you are at all a hip-hop fan check it out we've only talked about season four here but there's three other seasons before it that talk about basically the genesis of hip-hop and how it came to be in the 80s and got you know shaped and turned into what it is today it's just I'm I'm at a loss for words at this point. It's, no, I, yeah. it's, I mean, because there's only so much you can say minutes. beyond just go watch it. Yeah, we say it for 20 minutes talking about it. Like it's there's not much more we can say other than yeah, like you said, go watch it. Go watch it. Let's transition now to something that I'm pretty excited about. I had this idea a while ago. Uh, guilty pleasures, Chaz, and I'll tell you, from my perspective, guilty pleasures. Uh, we we shared each other's playlists, and yeah, we did. Uh, I noticed a theme that a, a couple themes. Basically, <laughs> it's about love songs. There's a lot of falsettos. There's just. Uh, my take on it is things that you don't necessarily want to be caught listening to by other people. Fair. Uh, and also um, just kind of songs that, you know, aren't great or artists that aren't great. Yeah. Not extremely not talented, good music. but they caught a wave with something. Yeah. It's not good music per se, but it's like, you know, I I can listen to that. And I still yep. do listen to that a lot. So yep. those are kind of the two branches, I'd say. Uh, I would say there was – so in mine, I kind of went away like 
there was another avenue that I started going that it was just stuff that, so you, I mean, you looked at mine and a lot of them match up with yours. Some of them are just stuff that if you met me, you would be like, holy shit, you listen to that? Like, and it's not even that I'm embarrassed. It's just a lot of people don't like the certain genre of music that I put in there, like certain songs. Yeah. So it, I think some of them are like, this might catch you off guard if you knew that I listened to this as opposed to like, oh, uh, you know, it's because it's a catchy song and you couldn't name another another song by this band. Like, it's just, uh, it was a couple of different ways that, that I used that idea you said that we had a lot of the same songs i i didn't notice that many well the one that i did notice the two that i did notice they're by the same artist actually bow wow yeah (laughs) i never thought we'd be talking about bow wow on this podcast but here we are like you with sierra is so hot like yeah I never had nobody. Dude. That I did like that was one of the first songs that I was like, "Wow, girls make good music too." Yeah, <laughs> and Sierra, you know, and that's Sierra obviously was so hot back then too. Oh yeah, both in terms of like attractiveness and recognition in the game. Yeah, dude, yeah. you couldn't miss. Couldn't miss. But yeah. Uh, Fresh as I'm in, also with Bow Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, I have a whole playlist of like early 2000s rap, but I remember it's so weird that these songs, a lot of these, especially like the early 2000s stuff, I can literally, when I hear the name of the song or I start singing like the opening lyrics in my head, it can literally put me back into a situation from when I was like 12 years old. Like I remember vivid details. Of like weird stuff. Like I remember all these music videos. I remember all this stuff. Right? Yeah. Let's keep it going with the early 2000s hip hop. You also have Ja Rule on there, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. He definitely falls into that category of not a good artist. Like he just screams. (laughs) Yeah. But he's got good features. He's got great features and somehow it works. Like he's, he's got a good blend of the instrumentals that he's on top of and just his raw gritty voice and the weird stuff that he says it it all combines nicely yeah absolutely i got a chuckle out of ja rule on the list i did want to ask you about ludicrous there's a few ludicrous songs on here and i'm curious what your reasoning is behind them being classified as guilty pleasures because ludicrous is trash now but okay that's that's fair I've been like, I've said this hundreds of times. I love Ludacris. Early 2000s Luda is some of the hardest shit. Like, it is great. And it's great for that era. Like, if you listen back to it, like, you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's normal rap music from that time. And he's trash now. So people just look at him like, are you really listening to Ludacris right now? (laughs) Dude. (laughs) That That is true. Some tells yeah. me when you said that, I just pictured Tincture in my head. Seth hates Ludacris. Really? Tint, you know Tincture's a big early 2000s rap guy. Yeah, He's but if you threw some Ludacris on, he would be the guy that would be like, you're really listening to Ludacris right now? Nah, dude, he loves Luda, but Seth Seth does not like Ludacris. He well, going down Luda. this list you have here, get back, number one spot, move bitch, what's your fantasy, stand up, splash waterfalls, roll out like yeah those are all leaders that's pretty hard to beat yeah and that's not even all the luda that i have saved on my phone no me neither but yeah those are are definitely some of his top songs i (laughs) at the very bottom of your list Chaz, you have a lot of nickelback yep i sure do talk to me and i'll be i'll go to my grave i was telling brooke this because brooke hates nickelback and I was like, I think it's safe to say most people listening hate Nickelback. But do they though, or do they just go with what social media has told them over the last five years that all of a sudden that they were they were trash? Like if you go back and listen to the All the Right Reasons album, 
they have like all six of those songs that I put on there are all from the same album, and they're all good. I like animals. Besides yeah. that, I can't say I'm I'm familiar. Saving me is is one of my favorite rock songs, probably from that entire era. I love that song. <laughs> but people like all of a sudden there was this meme that went around. Like there was just this one person said something on social media like a couple years ago that just stuck, and now all of a sudden society has just told people not to think Nickelback is cool. And I also have Three Doors Down on here. I was just listening to Three Doors Down the other day. It's the I same like, shit. Yeah, I like Three Doors Down. I mean, not a band that I listen to regularly, but they had a couple songs I like. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Well, I, I listen to Nickelback not regularly. Like, it's not in my heavy rotation. But do I know all the words to probably all six songs? That I have? <laughs> yeah. So I had the playlist up at uh at work today and buddy sitting next to me brad asked mitch is that your guilty pleasures playlist and why is it littered with shania twain oh so i am a huge lady jams fan like across the board i could have made i literally have an entire playlist with more than 100 songs all lady jams so I just kind of went through and picked some of my favorite ones. Yeah. I got a bunch of Shania on here, which will always slap. And <laughs> I mean, she was the queen of country in the 90s. Like she owned the radio. Yeah. And, and I got correct me if I'm wrong. She was hot enough that it crossed over. It was bigger than country music. Yeah. Yeah. And the other... The other female artist that I have a bunch of on here is Beyonce, which I left some of it off, but I lo- I love Beyonce too. Like I the I have half the Lemonade album on my Lady Jams playlist, and I can't think of the other one. Uh, I want to say it was Sasha Fierce that I had a shit ton of, but yeah, I love uh, I love Beyonce. And um, just a, a little nugget. I'm not sure if it's on Netflix anymore, but they have her set from Coachella where she did two nights, and it is unbelievable. You know, I I think we've talked about this before. I do not like Beyonce or any of her music. There's not one Beyonce song that I enjoy. That's crazy to me. I just... It's also crazy that this is our third episode of the podcast and we're going to have to cancel now because you just said that (laughs) we're going to get canceled. I quit. Oh, peace. Happy birthday. Thanks, dude. (laughs) One last song that I wanted to touch on on your playlist. Love Fool by the Cardigans. Oh, yeah. Such a good song. (laughs) Yeah. There's, can you that, can you sing it for us just a little bit? My voice is hoarse. Oh. Um, I can't remember how it starts. Like, you don't realize what song it is until the chorus hits. Yeah. Love me, it, love me, say, say that you love me. Fool me, fool me. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a banger, too. Let's move over to my playlist. What stuck out to you? I want you to ask me some questions, kind of like I just did. Because, you know, I could talk in in depth on all these songs. So you and I are, it seems like you and I are very similar with some of the Lady Jams that you had on here. Um, I know you're a big Gucci guy. And you had a handful of, of... songs from hard to kill why is that considered um well i i took i took this approach uh gucci for me is one of those artists that got a lot of hits right a lot of people like gucci but musically i don't think you could say he's really a a good artist especially the early days before he went to prison like this, yeah. the stuff he's coming out with now is a yeah. little bit better and it's not quite as 
ridiculous is a nice yeah. way to put it. Yeah. Um, but you're looking at some of these songs on here. I've got Wasted, Freaky Girl, Pills, Big Cat LaFlair. That's that one wasn't like a radio hit. Everybody know right. me again. Not not a radio hit. But uh, and then Go Ahead. Um, yeah. Just all like great songs. Asshole. Yeah. I'm gonna put yeah. my hands on her. <laughs> think about spend a couple grand on her. Think about how many times that these beats have been freestyled on too. Man, it's you like know. iconic. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that's um, where I was going with that. Just Gucci, not necessarily what you'd call a good artist, but that makes sense. I uh I'm so glad that you put this on here. <laughs> it made me laugh out loud. Paul McCartney, Wonderful Christmas Time. I love that song. <laughs> I love that song. That it's, is. It's preposterous, kind of. It's what? It's preposterous. Like, it doesn't <laughs> really make sense as a Christmas song. I mean, it does, but. No. I just love it. It doesn't. I love that song. It's in my top five Christmas songs all time. And Me I know too. a lot of people do not like it. And that's why it's on here. Because I feel a little guilty. Because other people do not like it, but I love that song. I uh, that's big respect. Simply having a wonderful <laughs> Christmas time. Yeah, you uh, you really hit the uh, the reggaeton early two thousands heavy here. My goodness. But again, very nostalgic. I'll let yes. you. Uh, I'll let you unveil the artist. Between Sean Paul and Pitbull, yeah, <laughs> there were <laughs> there were a lot of songs with that Latin vibe because it was a hot sound at the time, right? You know, yeah, everybody was doing it. So, I, you know who to, you know who Sean Paul got on a song. Who? Beyonce. Yeah, well, you notice that song's not on here. <laughs> that's, that's your prerogative, baby. I've got "Get Busy," "Give Me the Light." We be burning. Give it up to me. Get busy in temperature. <laughs> I can't even say the titles of the songs without laughing because you listen to it and it's like, wow, yeah, this is. I think. I, Go I think if it's if it's not something that you listen to when it came out, you probably hate that music. Yeah. But the nostalgia factor for me is so great. Absolutely, dude. I remember. Do you remember AOL or AIM? Yeah. I had, I'm almost dead positive that one of like the clips from temperature was my notification when I got a <laughs> message. Oh man. Uh, my best story about temperature. I know we all have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sure. <laughs> the talent show at oh, school. My my seventh grade year, there was this eighth grade girl. I won't reveal her name for obvious reasons. I don't want to put her on blast, but it's nothing bad. It's nothing bad. Right. She, she did her thing actually, but she was like, I don't want to say twerking. Cause it wasn't like that, but she was like dancing and like getting down to Sean Paul's temperature on stage alone with the whole school watching. And I vividly remember that. You know, like I remember the performance. She killed it. I think she won first place. If she didn't, she should have. She should have won first place. <laughs> but that man, every time I hear that song, that is what I think of. I I have a story that reminds me of the same thing, except the song was Ponde Replay. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Which is I saw Rihanna was in here too. Um, I want to move down. Just one and then jump a couple. I okay. love Jimmy. And you didn't let me get to one of my main points that I wanted to make about mine, which is another a huge guilty pleasure of mine is late 90s R&B. Joe. Yeah. I saw you had Genuine all over there. And I love Genuine, which for some reason reminds me of Tyrese, who is featured on Pulling Me Back with Chingy. I love that song. With the little bells. I love Chingy. 
And it's also one of those things where Tyrese is so smooth on the chorus, you know, and then Jane comes in with the verses and you're like, what am I listening it's to? It's a Shanti and Ja rule, dude. It's the same shit. It is. It is. And for some reason it works. Yeah. They figured it out. Um, but speaking of smooth vocals, we can leave their personal lives aside. That's the only reason they're on here. I already know where you're going. Chris Brown is an absolute legend. I do not like his new stuff. And it's really since the whole thing with Rihanna, Mm -hmm. you know, I chose Rihanna, you know, some people chose Chris Brown and they're sticking with him. I chose Rihanna. So I, I can't listen to Chris Brown. I won't, but these two songs that are on here, yo and poppin and really you could throw run it in there as well. Same album, same debut album. The kid was 16 and was, the hottest thing in R&B took over the genre yeah. and he's, he still is doing his thing. I can't, I can't deny that, but I, for me, I just can't listen to his music for those personal reasons. And that is why those two songs are on here. Yeah, I feel guilty I mean, because I do not like him, but those songs are undeniable. He had damn near a 10 year run. Like I'm looking back at, even if you didn't, even if you didn't fuck with him in like the early 2010s, he still, had multiple platinum hits on that fame album. Um, it was really until the his album in 2014, he only had, and I say only had, like three really good songs that were, that went, you know, like got significant radio play. But I, I honestly think from 2005 to 2014, he was on an absolute tear, regardless yeah. of what. And and think of all this. And I'm not saying he's right. I'm putting putting all the personal shit beside, or putting all the personal shit aside. Like that is a yeah. remarkable. That is a remarkable run. And to do it with all the stuff going on in your personal life, like that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, again, those two songs in particular for me, undeniable. Is there anything Definitely. else you would like to ask me about here? Because I, I again, know I, I could talk in detail on everything here. Yeah, I'll let you go ahead and reveal the uh, next five songs that you have there, which I'm not saying is wrong because I also agree with you. But I'll let you yeah. talk in length. Dan and Shay, that album is incredible. I love that album, and not really a style of music that I normally listen to. I agree, but man, Alone Together, Tequila, What Keeps You Up at Night. All to myself and speechless. That's half the album. The other half is is also very good. Mm-hmm. But these five songs are, uh, it's hard to beat. <laughs> I agree. I agree. No, I I think they're very talented. Uh, like you said, it's not necessarily my lane, but I still think it's very good. But I I listen to obviously Tequila and Speechless are on the radio. I don't know what they are now because I don't listen to the radio, but they were for a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, super, super popular. And I've seen them open up for uh, a couple of concerts that I went to, and they sing just as good live as they do um, in the you know in the recording studio. Last uh, couple things I want to mention here. I do have some Sierra on here as well. Goodies, One Two Step with Petey Pablo and Missy Elliott, respectively. What, if any, memories do you have on these two songs? Because I'll tell you, one, two step, I remember that video the day it came out. I remember the MTV, like, world premiere of that. (laughs) Yeah. I remember this whole album, like, very vividly. I remember her being on TRL or whatever it was when this shit dropped, wearing that, that like track suit that like yeah. that crop top track suit with the hood up i remember that, that. Look. yeah i remember that like very vividly um yo could we bring that back you think you could pull it off i can't no, i sure couldn't you i'll could. tell you what my favorite song from that album was and when i saw goodies on here it reminded me of this song Oh, that she did with Ludacris. Like, I remember that video where she would draw the O with her fingers and they were dancing on that stage in the middle of that park at night. Yeah. This album was really good. I, like, I kind of forgot about it. I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you. 
September 24th, 2004. That's going to be 16 years old. It doesn't seem right, does it? No, that is crazy. That's about all I have. I mean, we uh, had those playlists up on Spotify. Mine is now public Mine as is of public this as second. Well. Mine's always public. Uh, so go and check those out. Again, follow us on Spotify. I'm Great Gatsky, G-A-T-Z-K-E. Uh, Chase, I think you're just your name. Yep, correct? I am just Chase Spangler. Don't forget the I in Chase. Um, how about Twitter? I am, again, Great Gatsky, G-A-T-Z-K-E. And I am Chase, but it's C-H-A-I-5-E, and then there's an underscore. And we also have a bit of news because we finally figured out a name. We've just been calling this... Chase and Mitch talk about music. Uh, very original, but was never really going to be the permanent name. So we've landed on, drumroll, the Broken Records podcast. Uh, as you may have noticed, we could go on and on like a broken record about our favorite music. Uh, we have a very cool logo on the way. I believe that will be ready tomorrow, correct? Yep. I am literally in the process. I just got 15 seconds ago while you were saying that uh, the designer sent it over to me and I just sent it to you. So oh, shout wow. out to shout out to Kat Karras. Um, I work with her and she does like design work on the side kind of just for fun, which she's a super sick artist. Um, and I just kind of had a, a quick idea of, what I wanted Mitch had an idea of what he wanted and really just gave a very generic idea and within like a a week we had the design so that'll be up as well with the new socials so shoot us a follow on that as well um the handle of the twitter I gotta pull it up because I gotta make sure it's right I it think it's is broken Rex Pod, right? It is. It is at Broken Rex Pod. So hit us a follow, and then you guys will be able to access the pod from there. And hopefully, we have this up on Apple and Spotify as soon as possible as well. Yeah, we're just waiting on uh, clearance from them. Their process takes much, much longer than it should. Apple, in particular. Spotify, we we should be good with. I, I actually can't believe we're not good to go already. But yeah, Apple Podcasts, from previous previous experience, I, I know that they just take a very long time to approve us. So hold your horses. We'll be more readily available very shortly. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Chase, anything else? Um, I had one quick story. So, a couple weeks ago. Um, oh, we almost forgot homework, too. Yeah, well, I didn't. I was going to make sure I touched on it. Go ahead with your story. So, um, my dad texts me out of the blue. So, my dad is an engineer, and he travels for work every now and then, going to different plants and suppliers, so on and so forth. He happened to be up in Michigan for the week, and he texts me on Sunday and he goes, do you, uh, he goes, go look up Greta Van Fleet. They're a rock band out of Michigan. Pretty cool. I was working with their dad all week. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> he don't think I know who that, he just texted me like there was some random garage band that like the dude he <laughs> met at work, like his son was like starting up. And so I was like, Dude, I know who that is. That that's unbelievable. And yeah. yeah, so exact words, check out Greta Van Fleet rock band from Michigan. I was working with their dad this week. And so we just start talking and he was like, yeah, I was working with their dad. I guess they're at home uh, in Michigan right now and they're recording an album and they're getting ready to go on tour with Metallica in the spring in Europe. 
So I don't know if that's. Oh my god! Sorry, dude. I don't know if that's that's public news or whatever, but uh, yeah, well, should be an album coming out. Now it's public. Jeez, are we breaking stories here? That's why they pay us the big pennies, baby. <laughs> wow. You heard it here first. Breaking. Greta, Greta Van Fleet. I always have to slow myself down when I say it. It's kind of a tongue twister. Yeah. But a great band. And I hate all yeah. the talk about them sounding just like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Obviously, the dude vocally kind of does resemble. Right. But, but his range is unreal. And and the music is different. And they have their own their own style and really their own twist on the sound. So I have no issue with it. Nor do I. I think, I think it's phenomenal. Homework. Yeah. What did you think of... What did I even tell you to listen to last time? I don't remember what oh. I listened to it. I was hoping you were going to tell me. <laughs> it was... Um, the Forever album by Jungle. The the Jungle. So it was uh it was Different, poppy. Right? Yeah, it was it was poppy. It got my feet moving. Now I'm very selective in, in stuff that like music that I save. There's stuff that I'll listen to like in the background. Like you said, you listen to it at work and you love listening to it at work. And it's definitely something I would listen to at work. It may not be like driving music to where I like really listen to the lyrics and like get into stuff like that, but I did like it and I did think it was definitely interesting and different. Um, I'll have to run it back too, so I can really focus in on it because I listened to it on the drive home when I left the hotel. Oh, wow. You were quick to it. Yeah, of course. What do you think about Pine Grove? I gotta be honest. I failed. I know. I know. But here's the thing. Uh because I failed, you now get to and I'm just freestyling this. We haven't talked about this. You now get to pick a punishment. So I don't know. you can think about it and we'll talk about it next episode, but I I need to have consequences for not following through. And I'll now have double homework for this break until our next pod. Yeah, you will. Because um, I do want to listen to it. I know Seth's big into Pine Grove. And for re- whatever reason, I just haven't sat down and given them a proper listen. Yeah. But I will eventually. So this may be punishment in your own, depending on your own, depending on... Oh, God, he's going to no. give me Beyonce. No, I'm not going to give you fucking Beyonce. Thank you. This is, this, I'm being dead serious right now. I don't know where everyone stands with this. But Harry Styles' new album that came out in December is so fucking good, I don't even know where to start talking about it. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay, well, I'll listen to it, and then we can talk about it next time. How's that? Absolutely, dude, it, it is incredible. Okay. Well, with uh going along with the theme of guilty pleasures, there was one song on here um that I didn't mention and I kind of just threw the one song in there so that I would remember remember the entire album. Have you ever heard of a band called The Aces? Hmm. It's four chicks and they're really good and their album When My Heart Felt Volcanic Came out a couple of years ago, uh, summer of 2018, and I just found myself listening to it a lot. Um, I wouldn't say it's revolutionary, but I did enjoy it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. The Aces, When My Heart Felt Volcanic, is that what you said? Correct. All right. Deal. You know I love Lady Jams. Yeah, we've established that. I'm not afraid to admit it. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Apologies again, Chase, for not wishing you a happy birthday. Happy belated. Thank you. I, You know, I, I felt like it kind of went without saying. We were talking on Tuesday, 
And you had mentioned yep. that you were doing your birthday dinner, so we had to record on Thursday. Fair. You know, I'm not I'm not one to say things that go without saying. Of Fair. course I wish you have a happy birthday. Do yeah. I need to tell you that? No, you're right. You're right. Hey, I uh if you have your phone on you, I wanna I wanna I get don't you. have my phone on me because I'm a good podcaster. I put well, that shit away. Listen, pal. If my phone is 400 feet away, I'm still going to get the notification because I have a MacBook. (laughs) But I want you to grab your phone and I want you to give me your initial feedback recorded of what you think of the logo because I just texted it to you. Okay. Let me grab it. Or just initial reaction. You don't have to give like a review of it because people are going to see it um what did you send it to did you email it to me i didn't get a text from me you sent me a picture of something else that we won't talk about but (laughs) hold on (laughs) yeah this is great content well if you if you didn't know the problem is is you have an Android. I have a Google phone. If it's not an iPhone, it's an Android. And yeah. that's that conceited behavior is exactly why your notifications you, interrupt our you would You here. would have an iPhone if it wasn't for you smashing the shit to bits and pieces. True. So. In, but it couldn't handle me. Dude, what are you talking about? You dropped the Android for the iPhone, and then you smashed the iPhone into oblivion. And then you're like, fuck, I got to get a new phone. They're giving me a Google phone for free because it's trash. No, it wasn't free. I got it from a friend for half price, and that's why I pulled the trigger quickly. <laughs> there you go. And I will say I love my Google phone. Highly Whoa. recommend the Pixel. I have the Whoa. 2XL. Check it out. I sent you that. Uh, I, I emailed it to you this time since you can't get freaking text messages. Oh, right. I got the text. I got the text. And I love, love, love the logo. You guys, wait until you see this. Oh, So man. you're a big fan. I love it. I can't wait. I already, got, I already got way too many ideas. I want to put it on t-shirts and stickers just for shits and giggles. Let's do it. But first, we're going to get it on Twitter. We got to get out of here. Chase, say goodbye. You know I love you. Happy belated. See you guys. Have a good weekend. Until next time, take care. Peace.